beat the Smurfs. Start the parade. That was so loud it made me flinch. Like I didn't appreciate that whatsoever. I'm just saying. <laughs> Look at that energy. Let's go. We got to come. Let's go. Feel like if it hurt win, my ears win, sitting win. here, if you're wearing everything else, sorry. Win, win, win. <laughs> I forgot that this was a thing. Did, did we let the sax right out? We did not. What Thank the you all. Fuck for That's joining okay. us here for the PHNX Suns post game show. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. That's right. We beat the Spurs 128 to 118 in overtime. Mm Who, who who had that on their bingo card? I did not. For tonight's game. Not me when the Suns led the entire game. <laughs> the Spurs never led in this game, yet they went to overtime. That's honestly hard to pull off. It's amazing. It's an <laughs> unbelievable feat. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty. I mean, shout out to the Spurs. They tried. That's for sure. We got to give them the credit for trying. <laughs> they, they, they tried. They tried. They did. But for real, though, I mean, they took us to overtime. We gave up two 30-point performances tonight. That's kind of impressive to yeah. the Spurs team. I A think career so- high for Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, Sohan went off. Keldon Johnson had 34. I'm just saying. Oh, Sohan bad. was so hot tonight. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the Suns got the W, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters. And that's also in large part to Mikel Bridges. He is our X Factor in tonight's game. For his performance in overtime as well as the fourth quarter. I mean, it was really cool to watch Mikel the way he took over late in this game, Mm -hmm. specifically in the overtime or in overtime, because we've been asking, you know, we want to see Mikel take big shots late in games, have a big presence. And and we got to see that tonight more so. I I would like to shout out that Cleveland loss from earlier in the year when Mikel was having a terrible shooting night and Monty went to him with the game winning shot. And he missed, and everyone was freaking the fuck out about it. Mm-hmm. Games like this are why you do things like that. Because the guy had 14 points in overtime, went 6 for 6 when his team needed him. Yes, there's a big difference between the Cavaliers and the Spurs. But he took over, and this is kind of why those growing pains, that trial by fire that he went through, is so important for nights like this that help build your confidence back. Yeah, I thought you did. Uh, he was he was fantastic. I, I love... You know, we, we, we've, we've been harping on Mikhail and DEA especially to, to step up and, and step up in, in a big way in, in Booker's absence. Uh, uh, DEA has been, you know, up and down, and we're going to get to him in a little bit. But Mikhail, I mean, it's, it's very hard to look at his game overall in the last month and really say that he hasn't tried to step up mm-hmm. multiple times. He's been, you know, he's been well over 20 points several times like he's he's been doing his part on the offensive side to try and hold water until cp3 and booker came back mm-hmm. uh and tonight i mean that's that's as dominant as i've ever seen mikhail in in, in, a, in a short period of time he mm-hmm. it was like he was like no I, you guys get on my back like we're not going to put this on chris's shoulders we're not going to try and and feed da this is on me because i'm tired of looking at this this shit I'm going to take over, and I love it. I love it was, to see it. It was weird. He bookended the game, right? He started the game really hot and aggressive, and then he took over in that fourth and in overtime. I mean, the one layup that he had where he got fouled and he was basically going under the basket, flipped it up with that really weird spin. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. One of the best plays I've seen McHale have in his time here in Phoenix. It was it was a different kind of McHale that we saw tonight. And I think he obviously is feeling healthier again, mm-hmm. uh, which he hadn't been for what felt like a two week stretch a, a couple of weeks ago. This kid is fun to watch. And you're right. I think early in that season, missing that <laughs> shot uh, kind of helped him in this situation and taking over a game. It, probably gave extra motivation to go out there and do it. Right. And it's not just the one shot too. Monty and Mikhail have talked a lot about being comfortable taking these shots and living with the results. And that's what big time players do. Like anybody can take that shot, but having the accountability to improve the next time around. And it took him a while. Like we're not going to pretend like that last month where he was really struggling didn't exist, but that's, this is the kind of thing you want to see it build toward. And the chat is right. Like we need to see this against better teams. We need to see this in the playoffs, obviously, 
Um, but Mikhail has taken on more of a scoring and offensive creation load than he ever has in his career, and we're starting to hopefully see him turn a corner now. Like so, I, oh, like I always say, when you have Mikhail and CP3 down the stretch, you can't lose. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, love, we always, I love that we just erased one of the two guys and we had somebody else. Look, somebody on Twitter, and forgive me, I don't remember specifically who, but said to me, this is why we give Mikhail the pass at times and why we don't with with DA because Mikhail shows that heart and hustle and and tries in those moments to come up big. And it was very juxtaposition tonight because you saw Mikhail come come up big in, in the fourth and OT well, DeAndre Ayton was shrinking before our eyes. Yeah, and I, I don't want to turn this into another DA no. bash fest because we've we've done that. But I will say, like, there we've talked about with the rim protection thing the last couple of shows particularly, and it was on display tonight. There was that one three-point play that Keldon Johnson had, and EJ even mentioned it on the broadcast. Like, you just got to go up and jump and, and try to deter the shot. And he just kind of went – he tried to stay lateral with the guy and contest – um, and, and the Spurs were repeatedly attacking him on the defensive end down the stretch. And, and it was hard not to notice that he, he still had 23 points and eight rebounds on better than 50% shooting. So it's not like it was a terrible night, but down the stretch, like teams are going to attack him because he's not, a, he hasn't been a great rim protector this year. And it's starting to stand out more and more as we get into these kind of tight games like this. You know, it's, it's the aggressiveness. It's, it's been the aggressiveness all season long for him. He has not stepped up um, on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know what's going on with him on that side. Uh, what I do know is this. Uh, when you have uh, a unique high-level ability to be able to play defense at a very high level, mm. um, it's uh, I would say 50 to 75% of that is instinctual. Mm. Like you just you can feel what's about to happen and you and you move your body and get yourself into position to prepare for those things. Too many times I see the Spurs coming down the court and I see I see what what you know whoever's about to drive at the basket and DA's like right behind him. And I'm sitting there like LeBron would have caught that from behind, like Giannis would have caught that from behind, Biombo would have caught that from behind. Mm -hmm. But DA just sat, sits there and he can get to it. He's only like one body length away, but he doesn't even try. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that bothers me the most is that he's not even attempting to try and block a shot at all he's mm -hmm. just watching everything happen in front of him and he gets too flat-footed too many times and he's just not aggressive and, and and the aggressiveness is because i truly believe that his instincts are all out of whack he's not he's not seeing things that he should see and i don't know if somebody got into his head talking about like maybe fouls or something like that i don't think that's the case because in year five Mm -hmm. that that's not an excuse right. you've got to be a high level player we've seen it before mm -hmm. and that's that's the frustrating thing about da but man something could have gotten in his head and i know it's not an excuse but i mean you were even talking at the end of regulation how da was seemed frazzled oh mm -hmm. he's pissed he was pissed he, yeah he has the yips i mean when you're missing that many shots that close to the rim he's in his own head to the point where he's not executing the simple things right right now Mm. And and that's massively problematic when, I mean, it almost cost them this game in the fourth quarter. I mean, the, the fourth quarter and the first shot in overtime or, or first possession overtime where he traveled, <clears throat> they came very close to losing because DeAndre Ayton could not get out of his own head. Right. And and it's I think for this this game and the last game, I'm willing to cut him a little more slap as far as slack as far as the yips thing goes, because. Like he's coming back from the illness and whatnot. The other night he said he was dizzy and was kind of wheezing, having trouble catching his breath. So that's going to take a couple games to get back into the rhythm. But the problem is we've seen the defensive thing all year long. Um, and there were some shot like that one hook shot that he had from like five feet away that just sailed over the rim. Like those are plays that you need to have. Those are plays we've seen him make before. And like you said, that's the frustrating thing because we know what he's capable of on both ends. And this season it's just been kind of fits and spasms. When, when you're not confident about what you're doing at all, um, you, you, it's hard you, to be successful you, at you, it. You, yes. And you will second guess yourself a million times. Uh, EJ was pointing that out. Like you had the shot at the elbow. Why are you, why are you trying to, to dribble to get closer to the basket? Despite the fact that you had a wide open jumper, like take the jumper. 
Like mm. you, you're good at shooting jumpers. Take the jumper. And he just he hesitated. And uh, again, like the offensive side for me, like yeah, he's missing those bunnies. Whatever. I don't really care about the offensive side because I feel like that will correct itself. Mm-hmm. But the defensive side, again, this team's not going to go very far if Da continues to play defense at this low level. They won't. They yeah. won't make it past the second round. They might not even make it past the first. You got to hope that Da at some point gets it back, finds that mojo again, and plays aggressive. Because if you're sitting here waiting for playoff DA, and maybe maybe he is. Maybe he's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll elevate my level when I absolutely need to. Well, that's a shit mindset. And it will cost you games, and it will cost you series, and eventually it'll cost you time in the NBA. But why do we assume his offense will, will correct itself? Because we've seen this guy have eight-point games. Like, like, I don't assume anything will necessarily correct itself. I mean, we, we've we seen him ebb and flow offensively. We're seeing him completely disengage defensively. I, I think there's more going on here than, than I, we're talking about. I'm strictly talking about a shooting percentage standpoint. I'm not talking about – because those games when he has – usually when he has four, eight, six points, he only shot six, eight times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so those are the things that, like, I feel like from a, a shooting percentage standpoint, he will fix. He's been efficient. He has been efficient around the rim for most of his career. It's just right. sometimes, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. And again, I don't, I'm not so I'm not so concerned about the offense. I'm extremely, extremely worried about the defensive side because what I saw tonight, it just looked like a man that had no fire. Right. It looked like he had no passion for the game right now, and that's sad. Yeah, and and I I agree with you. Like the offense will correct itself, but the defense and, and the chat's bringing this up. He's never been a good shot blocking big, and that's sure, true. Sure, but he's been a much better rim protector. Yes. If that makes sense. He's been a better deterrent around the rim. Um, you know, opponents are shooting a better percentage against him on shots within six feet of the basket against Da compared to how they would normally shoot. And when you look at Busy, who's it's fifteen percent worse. When you look at even Jock, it's like nine, ten yeah. percent worse. There's a big disparity there. Look, I think his offense will come back when Booker comes back. If he's shooting 20, 25 times a game, I think we're going to continue to see this issue. It's when he has high volume that that he starts to miss more. Mm. So once he goes back to, to 10, 12 shots a game, I think you're right. You will see the percentage go back up. But as long as they're using him this much in the offense – I think it's going to be problematic. Uh, if you look at the numbers with and without Booker, they're largely the same. They're largely the same. He goes up a half a point more with Devin Booker in the lineup or without with Devin Booker out of the lineup than he does with him in there. Yeah, and he's just as efficient from the field in both in both regards with and without Booker. Not lately. Okay, I need to know when are we going to get the playbook here, Saul? You've got all these little nuggets you've been dropping on us. When are we gonna get the DeAndre in breakdown? Soon. That's all I can say. No, you, you gotta, I, I can't. I can't. I can't set myself to a date. There's a lot of editing weeks. that goes on to this thing. You've been teasing us. There's for a lot two of weeks. stuff. Um, well, we're really looking forward to it. I know the chat has been asking since the day that you mentioned. I've been. So I've, been I've been lazy. I'm just know that. that it's there is a desire yeah. for you to bring this information to the table. Hopefully, we're, I do it before he gets traded. Really looking. For, please do. I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. Some of you were like, yeah. Some of you were like, no. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, easy easy in the chat. Uh, for one, say please next time. My yeah, goodness. Easy said 200 plus people watching. Props to PHNX. LOL. I remember when we had 10 people in the chat. <laughs> Give everyone props, Chelsea. Um, also, easy. I'm pretty sure we had at least 15. Okay. Like, give us a, give them credit here. <laughs> no, but for real, thank you all for being here with us. Also, hit that like button if you haven't. Please and thank you. Also, you could treat yourself with a nice uh, Four Peaks beverage. They have fantastic beer. One of our favorite partners to work with because not only do we love the product, but we also love the environment down at their pub in Tempe where we hang out every last Wednesday of the month for our live shows. But honestly, if you have not tried Four Peaks beer or the food at their pub, they are a 10 out of 10 every single time. Fantastic options, wide range of variety as well. So no matter what kind of beer you enjoy drinking the most, Four Peaks has you covered. They also have two new beers right now for you to try, the Recreational Juice Dank IPA and the Staycation Dank. Super Juicy IPA. And also the Super Bowl is around the corner. 
If you get invited to a Super Bowl party, I'm just saying you're going to be the the guest of honor if you show up with a pack of Four Peaks beer. It's the best beverage to have during the big game. Also, if you are hosting a four, uh, Super Bowl party and you are in need of some new furniture before that party, might I recommend our friends over at More Furniture? They have something for every room of the house. So no matter what you are looking for to furnish your home or upgrade your home with new furniture, More Furniture is the place to go. And right now, if you visit More Furniture on the cross streets of 44th and McDowell and you use the promo code PHNX, you're going to get free delivery and installation on any purchase of $9.99 or more. Now, this is not available online. It is a limited time offer that is valid until January 31st, and it is exclusively for PHNX listeners. So make sure you guys take advantage of it ASAP. All right, let's dive a little bit more into this game. Mm-hmm. We did talk about DA. We talked about Mikel Bridges and OT. But let's talk about what got us here in the first place. And we'll take a peek by looking inside the box. Oh, what's Espo? In the box? What's in the fucking box? <laughs> what's in the box? A confusing victory is what's in the box tonight. I'll tell you when the box. There we go. What's in the box is a 128-118 victory. But it's very, very confusing as the Spurs shot better from three, 35.7% to the Suns, 33.3%. The free throws, the Suns were struggling before the overtime, but the overtime shifted this in the Suns' favor. They were 17 of 23 to the Spurs, 12 of 26, and points in the paint tonight. I don't think those are... Those are not right. I don't think those are right. I think they're opposite. (laughs) No, I think... that. So the Suns shot 20 for 26 from the free throw line. The (laughs) Spurs shot 12 of 17. Yeah, I was like, wait, that's not... Yeah. I'm just reading I don't know what happened. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. I Okay, so let's start over. The mustache. (laughs) Let's start over. So three-point percentage. San Antonio Spurs was Mm 34.5. Okay. Suns, Mm 33.3. As far as free throws go, the Suns were 20 of 26, and the Spurs were 12 of 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got all those points in the paint. I got to go over to a whole nother 66 page. to 52. So yes. what was in the box <laughs> was lies. Yeah, yeah. There literally was a murder. <laughs> there Which was a murder exactly in the box. Dirty we all lies. got pregame when everyone was like, oh, and I mean everyone, I mean me, was like, this is a shoe-in. We should win this. No problem. <laughs> yeah. It's the Spurs. If we lose to the Spurs, oh, my I, God, how embarrassing. I would like to say I predicted yeah. before the game I said Suns by 10, and technically they did win by 10. I so said 9. So I'm, I'm just ready. saying. But we also said they played. We you. also said in pregame they play with their food, and they played with their food. <laughs> we can both be right. <laughs> there uh, are more truths than one truth. I'm right? not trusting anything ever again. <laughs> I trust the graphic, and I'm wrong. I, I just can't trust shocker. It. Espo has trust issues. <laughs> anyway, that's not new. well. You won't hug me, so uh, this well, is well, so it's your true. fault. So yeah. basically, I gave out hugs last night. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not did. to me. Yeah, well, you got to come out. Yeah. You can't win if you don't play. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so back to the game. How did mm. we get here, right? <laughs> we obviously led this entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it, in your opinion, that caused the Suns to allow the Spurs to take this to overtime? Do you think it was a bench issue? I know there were a lot of people who were talking about, we just don't have the firepower off the bench right now. Was it mental errors late in the game was it kind of the playing with your food being up 13 coming into the fourth quarter i believe and allowing mm-hmm. the spurs to go on what a 12-0 run something like that what do you think it was it, it, all of the above i don't know it there wasn't one discerning thing that i could look at and say oh my gosh this is you know like i guys were shooting pretty good i mean you had two guys that, were, that scored over 30 points but i didn't feel like it was like just like a a bunch of errors. It was just some some one-offs that just accumulated, in my opinion. And it was kind of, it, I want to say it was fluky a little bit, but. Yeah, I, I felt like, I mean, Sohan and Keldon Johnson, like, went off. They played really well. They shot the ball pretty well. Um, I, I do think the bench, like, there are some concerns there still. Like, Dario going one for eight obviously didn't help. I thought he played a good game as far as being on the glass. He had 13 rebounds, but. Like, they still outscored the Spurs bench five guys against five guys. Um, I, I just, I feel like they just didn't play their best game. I feel like they're still missing their best player. 
And I feel like they're playing a Spurs team that is playing with, you know, nothing to lose. They have no reason to hold back or anything. Weird, weird bench rotations again. We don't see, uh, we don't see Jacques at all mm-hmm. in this game. No Jacques but, revenge game. But That's to, sad. To mm-hmm. me, I look at it, and in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul does not come back in until five forty-eight to go in the quarter. They're only up five. And he's, he's still been the played, hot hand all night. I mean, he played 39 yeah, minutes. Though. I'm okay with that because he usually, I mean, he played the entire third quarter. I get it. But stop the bleeding a little bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two minute, bring him back two minutes earlier. Is that going to really? I mean, if they, they still sport. continue to fall apart even when he was. In I, the well, no, because he pushed the lead back up to, to nine with him back in there. And then what happened? Part, well, yeah, they struggled down <laughs> they the stretch. They forced overtime. But, but still, I mean, I just feel like keeping him out when he was the hot hand tonight, you could have put them away earlier and not had to scramble at the end with Chris Paul and, and limited some of that. I mean, I mean, you're up 11 going into the fourth. Like, you have to be able to give him a breather, especially you said he came back in with six, so he's already at like 33 minutes. Like they were a plus 14 with him on the court and a minus four with him off the court. That's more a bench thing to me than a rotation thing. Although you could space it out better to where you're bringing him back in maybe a little bit earlier than the six minute mark, but they've historically liked to bring him in around six or like bring when they have their full rotations, they pull him at six and put him back in with three. But you're, I mean, we're splitting hairs. Yes, it's a bench issue, mm-hmm. but if you're better when CP3 is on the court, then find a way to get him on the court. Soon. You can't play it. He played 39 I minutes. I don't care. You want he's 37. You, he, he's 37, but he looks like he's 36, so it's okay. fine. But five it's of those minutes now. came in overtime, right? So if yeah, you oh yeah, I guess that's true. Two that's minutes true. earlier, he's playing three minutes less, probably. That's, that's a fair point. The overtime <laughs> thing is is fair. Um I don't know though. I, I don't I don't share the same Monty icing his players view that you guys oh, do I though. I don't think that was that was this case tonight. Okay. I get that he was following a, a similar rotation that he usually does. Mm. But again, as things start slipping away and you have Saban Lee, a guy on a second 10 day contract out there trying to run your offense, maybe bring back in uh, mm. your all everything point guard. Yeah. If he, if he had taken Mikhail out halfway through overtime, after he scored eight straight points, <laughs> then, then I would have been like, "Mr. Freeze," yeah. you know. But I definitely I agree with you, Gerald. I didn't think that it was a, a case of that. And I don't think that's what I was supposed to say at all. It's just it, it, I get your point, Espo. I do. Um, I just felt like they were falling apart either way, anyway. Mm-hmm. And him coming back didn't really stunt that that run. So I mean, hey, this, some, go ahead. The, sorry, the Spurs hit some tough shots. Like, yeah, they did. Like that and one from Keldon Johnson. That was a tough take. The three. Sohan had a three that like bounced five times and dropped. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, they were just kind of feeling themselves at home a little bit. Look, I don't want to pile on DA. I know we've gotten hard <laughs> on him. But, but in the final two minutes, he misses a layup and he misses an eight-footer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, he had the last shot that the Suns took in regulation sure. and missed it. I mean, that part of it here, too. Mm. He had some very close shots late in that game that he missed, and then San Antonio came down and capitalized with you know a, a crazy three and some other buckets that they hit in close. So that's part of it. I think it's it's a mixture of multiple things tonight. And I will say, like, those are typically shots, like the ones that DA's getting, the ones that we've seen Mikhail get and miss, that would typically go to book or CP3 late in games so as much as we're going to be talking about them when they miss these shots, at mm-hmm. least they're getting some of those experiences, which can only be good for them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, look, it's already paid off for Mikhail. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll, it looks like Mikhail's starting to get that, that second wind, if you will, in the season, mm-hmm. uh, just in time for All-Star break. Yay. Um, <laughs> and, and which is good. You want to see that. And uh, hopefully D.A., same thing. Uh, he he's had a little bit of inconsistency being in and out of the lineup. He's been he's been inconsistent basically all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but his highs, I will say this: his highs um, have been higher. Like they, he's uh, more consistently higher. Right? He's had more twenty four to twenty eight point games in that range this season. Um, and, and so that's that's a that's a good thing. But I'm telling you, man, Da is the exact reason why you cannot. Look at a box score 
at the end of a game Mm -hmm. and say, oh, why are you guys mad? He had this and this. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you didn't see this game, you would never understand. And that's probably the same thing when it comes to us looking at other players that we're trying to maybe target in trades, and you guys keep bringing them up in the chat. I'm like, but have you watched them play? Because I promise you some of these dudes are not up to that fucking uh, level either. Their stats are lying to you as well. To be fair, though, in Shane's box score, D.A. had 37 and 44 rebounds. This is true. It's true. true. He did dominate. Man, Shane, cut cut a straight right there. No, no, it's fair. I messed up. But also in my box score, he scored a touchdown. So did you win your bet with that touchdown? Yeah, I did. First first touchdown score. 29 leg parlay. Here we go, baby. All right. So going back just a little bit, because we did talk about Monty a little bit, obviously, the joke around freezing him out. But Tim has a legitimate question. Mm -hmm. He wants to know why does Monty sometimes stick lineups of five bench guys in the game? Uh, and I guess then your opinion on it, do you think that's a positive or no? I mean, at this stage, I, I, I would understand it if the rotation was fully healthy, that question a little bit more, because you typically want to have at least one of CP three book or McHale on the floor, but without book, like your two necessity guys, the heavy minutes guys, Paul and bridges, you're going to have to bench them at some point. And staggering them for a whole game is a lot. I think it's just a kind of an indictment of where the the lineup is at this point in time. I agree with that, but I think my question is why some of the mm. all-bench lineups he's running. There was, you know, like there was at one point Saban Lee, Dario, Bismack, uh, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm playing. See, I didn't, li- I didn't, there, but. I think it was it was Saban, Damian, Akogi, Sharich, and Biombo, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering yes. right. And, and to me, on a night like this, when Akogi couldn't freaking hit a shot if all of our lives depended on it, mm. he had one of the ugliest shots I've ever seen in <laughs> that an was NBA wild, game man. tonight. <laughs> You've got Dario, who was one of eight. Like it just seemed, and, and Bismack, who is not creating his own shot in, mm. in any way. It seemed like a very odd choice of a lineup when you had no real offensive option in that group. To be I, fair, if you don't play them against the Spurs, who who are you going to do that with? You know what I mean? Like you nobody. do have to you do have to try and spot, you know, opportunities to rest guys a little bit more than you normally would and I think Monty probably looks at an opportunity against the Spurs and say, "Hey, you know, if we build this lead." And they were they were rolling, they were up by 10 mm-hmm. yeah, consistently. Um like why not? I, I don't have a problem with it in the first half. Second half, yeah, you, you you can't do that, especially if if you're playing a good team. But against the Spurs, but that's uh, where theory, we saw that lineup was the second half was that group. I'm not talking the first half, and I agree that you got to get your starters rest. But give me a jock who can provide some offense. May, give me give me somebody other than than Dario that's shooting that. I mean, try Inish Wainwright tonight for spot minutes when. Uh, when you got there, like, but I feel like that's kind of selective because we were just talking the other day about how good Dario's been over the last stretch. Yeah. Like, he had a bad night. Game. He was one of eight. He wasn't shooting well. Akogi was zero of three. Like, you got to understand <sighs> what's going on within the context of the game, not within the last few games. I get it, but it's the Spurs, and like that's we've talked about this with Monty before. Like his his greatest quality as a coach is also sometimes his biggest flaw in that he trusts his guys to course correct. He trusts them to get back on track. And I don't think a lot of people would predict that Dario, especially with the way he's been playing, would go one for eight. Um, and he was still making an impact on the glass and with the handle. Like between Saban Lee and Dario, you have ball handling. Akogi and Biombo, you have defense. D. Lee, Saban Lee, Sharich, you have shooting. Like I get it wasn't their night. Like D- Damian Lee only shot three for eight. He missed all of his threes. That's the league leader in three point percentage. I, it just if the it's well, it's the Spurs. Well, right now the Phoenix Suns can't <laughs> afford to say it's fill in the blank. Yeah, and and in a night where you give up, you know, you get outscored by eleven in the fourth and let them force overtime, you can't afford to say, well, yeah, it's fill in the blank. You know? Well, yeah, it's the Spurs that took the Suns to overtime yes. and almost won this game. So, I don't know. But, but they didn't. But, but they, they almost didn't. did. You but were nervous did. for a well, hot minute. We had Mikhail Bridges, lie. and that's all we needed. I mean, I, I will say, like, the game kind of started to – they cut it to five, and then it was eight, and that's kind of around when guys were starting to trickle back in, like the starters. 
So, like, I think the Spurs started the momentum against that bench group, but, like, D.A. came into the game when they were up eight with about seven minutes to go. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't you know. guys. What, what's going on? Brady in the chat just gave us the, the best nugget ever. She's like, guys, Pat Bev just brought a literal full-fledged camera onto the floor and showed a ref that he got fouled. What? That is the greatest thing ever. Okay, now I gotta find that. That is the greatest thing ever. You should try and find that while I tell everybody about our (laughs) friends over at uh no, actually Octane Raceway. Yeah, Octane Raceway (laughs) is the best place for fun for both adults and kids. When we went there, it was all adults, obviously, Mm -hmm. working here at PHNX. We had an absolute blast. I've been there also for like my nieces and nephews' birthday parties, also have a great time. And if you guys are looking for a place to watch the big game, Octane Raceway and Mavericks has you covered. They've got Super Bowl packages that include food, game cards, laser tag, and so much more. And also, let me just read you real quick what their four quarters of food feast looks like for Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, just real quick. Buffalo chicken quesadillas, barbecue sausage bites, crudite, spinach artichoke dip, uh, fresh <clears throat> seasonal fruit, grilled uh, vegetables, loaded roasted potato wedges, build your own nacho bar, braised and grilled broths, whoa, 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 smoked whoa, whoa, whoa. tri-tip sliders with slaw. What? Whoa, 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 what's a crudite? Uh, Espo told us earlier. It's a veggie platter. It's a veggie platter. It's the I rich the people's version like, of a veggie it, platter. Why can't it just be called a veggie platter? But whatever. It's veggies and, and a dip in the middle. Basically ranch most of the time. Really? Crudite. So yep. fancy. Oh, right. uh, yeah. And then also the fourth quarter, assorted house-made cookies, ice cream sundae bar, and assorted donut holes. Man. Like, that's a spread. That is a spread if I've ever heard that of one for the big elite. game. So you guys can watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K televisions. A 20-foot Jumbotron, 5,000-square-foot restaurant featuring that chef-curated menu I just talked about, craft beers, and custom cocktails. And to enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Maverick, make sure you book in advance at mavericks.com slash thebiggame. Shall we name our DraftKings king of the game? Uh, hold on. Oh, did you find it? Uh-oh. Brittany is right. Mm. Brittany, fantastic. It is more work. ridiculous than you would imagine. Yes. Oh, I imagine it being pretty ridiculous. Do we ridiculous. have it? Do we have it? No, we can't, oh. can't show it. Yeah. But yeah. he he takes he has somehow got a hold of somebody's Canon DSLR with the long range <laughs> lens. I don't know if he shoved a cameraman in the back. Did and stole he bring his camera. the camera guy oh, in no, no, just to no, take no, no. pictures he of took him too? The, he took the actual camera, walked it to the court, showed it straight to the ref, and the ref went. No, and then teed him up and and told him to take it back off the court. The ref gave him a tech. For I that? know, I know. People oh hate Pat Bevel around God. here, but that's a top five technical foul of all no, time. No, no, no. Oh, it is the time. greatest technical foul <laughs> of the history time. of basketball. Oh my! He got a tech God. for bringing props onto the court. That's fantastic. Oh God. Shoot, that makes our DraftKings king of the game a little bit sad feeling. No, I'm just kidding. It was actually a fantastic <laughs> game from him. Chris Paul, he flirted with a triple-double tonight. He finished with 31 points, 7 rebounds, and 11 assists. This is actually Chris Paul's first 30-point game of the season, you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we joked about it for the last couple of days, but 36-year-old Chris Paul is back. Uh, So somewhere, someone is has lost pints of blood i'm sure because uh somehow <laughs> some way we chris paul has been doctored up has anybody seen cliff sudden, paul recently all of a sudden <laughs> he listen uh I, again it, this is a hard one it's okay. just it this is one of the hardest players in the league uh and really in basketball history that i've ever watched and could not get a read on is it going this way or is it not going this way? Everything tells me it's going this way. Mm. But then he comes back from injury and maybe it was the injury. Mm. Maybe that was nagging him all season. We just didn't know. And here we go. It's remarkable what he did tonight, um, what he's done since he's come back from injury. He looks like he's 36-year-old Chris Paul again. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it, it lasts. Um, it looks really good. He looks like he's got some juice back in his legs. So whatever he's doing... Cool. I, that's all I got. I don't know what to say. It was awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love. I listen. I love watching Chris Paul play at a high level. When he doesn't play at a high level, it's so noticeably obvious that you're just like, bro, what is going on? 
So when he plays at this high level and he's, you know, nutmegging guys and he's, you know, he's, he's got the juice and he's crossing dudes over, you know, he's feeling it. The shots looking good. The bounce looks good. Like, I hope it continues for sure. Yeah, we we weren't sure early in the season where we were headed with this. Um, he was being great as a spot up shooter, but like he clearly couldn't get to his spots as well as he had in the past. The last few games since he's come back from this most recent injury, he's been able to get to where he wants in the mid range. Um, since he's come back in four games, 22 points, 11 assists, six rebounds on 56% shooting and 44% from three. Like he's been fantastic and I hope that it continues. And I hope that given what we've seen from Chris Paul and Cam Johnson with the way that it took them a little bit longer than expected to come back, but they've just jumped right back into it. I hope the Suns have also learned that lesson with Devin Booker and we see something similar when he returns. Cliff Paul is in the sunken place. And Chris is taking his body. <laughs> Less wear and tear on that thing. Identical to the old Chris. Paul. Were you the one that stirred the, the tea? Or? What, whatever it takes. I'm here to help. Don't ask questions you don't want but to is it, is it the happier Disney version of the sunken place? <laughs> he's or not? the just Disney the version. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> um, Brittany was joking earlier in the chat that, well, not joking, but kind of throughout the idea that Chris Paul looked out of shape to start the season and that the quote unquote heel soreness was a front for him to get his conditioning back and come out as CP 36. Mm. Now I'm not, Ooh. I'm not going to say I'm going to go as far as to, to agree or disagree there, but I will say that it does. It wouldn't surprise me if there was something off at the beginning of the season with Chris Paul, whether that was not being fully in shape or lingering injury of some sort. Mm. Um, and I bet you that Gerald will ask Chris Paul, more times than he already has this year. And then at the end of the season, Chris Paul will go on JJ Reddick's podcast and be like, nobody even asked me what was going on at the beginning of the season. And yeah. Gerald will lose his mind. Yeah, that was my favorite. I, I, I don't. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if he did have something lingering. I don't think it, it's it's conditioning um, because if it is, listen, uh, you're a professional athlete. You're getting paid millions of dollars your ass better be in shape for the season uh so i don't want to say it's that listen chris paul has been very good at hiding injuries over the course of his son's and previous career like that's no secret to anybody we saw it in the in in the second round last year against the mavericks something was ailing him um and we were like damn did father time just smack him in the face all of a sudden or what's going on with chris paul mm. and then lo and behold it was a couple rumored things whatever so uh, I, hopefully he's he's healthy, and more importantly, if he is hurt and he is playing at a lower level, Monty, this is where Monty has got to step up and say, "Listen, you're you're more of a hindrance to the team than you are helping it in certain cases, especially when we need a basket down the stretch." And Devin Booker's getting double teamed, and Mikhail's over whatever, and Da's over. We need a bucket. Are you the guy to get us the bucket? And for the early part of the season, it looked like he was not. Now it looks like he is. The jumper's there. The midi's there. He's hitting from the uh, from deep. He's doing the sidestep, nice with a nice little bounce and getting separation. It looks like it's all come back. I hope it continues. And again, we're always going to measure this not based on the regular season so much. Assuming we, you know, we we hold form and we make the playoffs, mm -hmm. it's always going to be: Can he stay healthy in the postseason? And can he play a whole series without getting injured? That's the biggest thing. I am 100% in on this conspiracy that there was no real injury. And they're like, just hit the treadmill for four weeks, Chris. Let's see what happens. Montage. It looks like Rocky Four. He's running through snow. They're hitting the beef. speed walking competition. I'm not going to go as far as the full tinfoil hat club. I'll leave that to Espo because he's better at it than I could ever be. But I will say he... When he came back and it was the first week of training camp, all he talked about over the summer, like what he was doing was spending time with his family because this was the first real off season these guys have had in basically like three years. Um, so I, I maybe he wasn't in tip top shape coming into the season, but it looks like it now he's creating the separation. Now he's a lot quicker off the dribble. Um, so that's really encouraging based on what we've seen lately. Code also like this is kind of, more of a low-key thing, but Code said, I blame that fan who messed with his mom mm. in the playoffs. And honestly, I mean, Chris Paul is at that point in his life where he cares very, he always has, but you know it's really important to him, even more so at this point in his life, his family, 
making sure they're all good, being present, being a good father, Mm -hmm. husband, son, whatever it may be. And you're talking about he spent so much time talking about how he spent so much time with his family this summer. Honestly, maybe that was just one of those things that like it just really hit home. And he felt like that's what his priorities were for the offseason. As as to why he played bad in that second round? No, as to why he spent his offseason spending more time focused on his family Uh, when maybe doing things like that he should have been doing in gotcha. order to come in in perfect tip-top shape. I love you, but maybe he knew Yi was about to drop uh, some of that tea, spill some of that tea, and want to be home with his family to make sure everything was kosher. Yeah. You know? <laughs> did you just oh. say Yi? I did. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yay? Oh, man. Yi, yay, whatever. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't care. Why Yi? Well, whoever the heck. You call him whatever you want. Oh, God. No, I, Are we I, really I, referencing that jackass on this show? No, we're not. <laughs> We're really that's, believe- that's why really we got his name wrong. wrong. That's I why we got his name wrong. The chat put me in full tinfoil hat mode. Oh, no. And I just went. That's there, way right? over. That's like not even tinfoil hat club. <laughs> it's tinfoil hat club. I'm a little no. confused. I'm not I made lie. the tinfoil hat club. You don't remember um, I'll tell you what the tinfoil hat club is. No, let's just let's move on. Speaking of our DraftKings king of the game. Let's talk a little bit about DraftKings and the, their sportsbook app and uh, what the leaderboard looks like no, for just us. stop your giddiness right now. I'm just going to oh, oh, gloat a little bit. Gerald, you shut the fuck up. God damn it. You don't even have any skin in this game. numbers. Mighty fine. Oh, my God. Damn. Jesus. That's wild. God, Lindsay on top is, is like the most smug person in the world. You know why? Look at this. But oh, do, do you she, know why? If you didn't see her on camera, actually, I'll, I'll do a replay of what she just did. She was like, ooh, nice. <laughs> yes. But do you know why? <laughs> why? Because, Saul, you gave me so I'm much I'm still going to give you shit. shit. You got to win it. At the beginning. You better win it. Of all of these, like, all about the bets that I pick and all these things. You gave me so much shit. So yep. now it's personal. Yeah, that's, that's why fine. I'm gloating. That's absolutely fine. If it wasn't personal, just, it would just be another just, game. Just a reminder. The ASU ASU fans were talking mad shit to me when we barely beat them in, in Tempe. Oh. And now what's happened to them? Like, <laughs> daddy came home oh and God dang God. it. That's by the end of the season, daddy's going to come home daddy. and I'm winning this thing. That's why Mark you're it down. Lose what's the timestamp on that, Shane? I'm going to clip that shit. Who the hell is talking shit after that? Hold on, you. Oh, yeah. Bunch of fans <laughs> in my mentions. Hold on a second. You gave me crap for what happened two minutes ago, and then you're going to sit here telling us, oh, daddy's coming home, baby. Oh, yeah. Daddy's coming home. <laughs> yeah, why not? Like T-Bounty said, don't be sour, Saul. I'm not sour. Don't be sour. <laughs> this is a long okay. game. We still have three months left in the season. Anyway, let's I mean, put that number mm-hmm. back up uh, on the screen, yeah. if you don't mind there, Shade, <sighs> so I can read it for all our audio listeners. Oh, yeah. Saul is a minus 1050. Espo is a plus 7, and I'm a plus 9562. <laughs> And I'm very There's a happy. decimal point in there for the audio yes. listeners, just heads up. Oh, yeah. But I honestly, I'm enjoying this because A, like Saul said, I have no skin in the game. And B, I honestly can't tell which of you would be more smug if you were winning this competition. Right? Like, I'm just stepping of, up to the all, level of the competition. All three of you would be insufferable wait, 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 if you were winning. No, 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 no. You, you accept your own behavior, Lindsay. You 100%. don't say, I'm stepping up to the she level did, of this. She no. Gaslighting. No, that's all she's doing. She, that's all she's doing. Well, you know. Y'all anyway. think in- Lindsay is innocent. She is not. <laughs> she talks just as much so, shit as the rest of us. So. <laughs> Only you. I, th- I say we make an unholy alliance and no. make sure that Lindsay doesn't <laughs> win. We throw bets and <laughs> shit. Whatever we need to do. I mean, whatever. That's fine. You should see these. You, honestly, one of these times we are going to do a, a, a game watch or a... What do we call them? Just like a, a, a watch along. A watch along. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and you will absolutely hate espo watching these games because you would think if you weren't paying attention damn is he rooting against the suns right now <laughs> oh let's make it clear i was rooting for the suns to lose tonight when saul and i's bets went in the oh, tank my and lindsey needed the team to win i did not because guess what i'm selfish and i want to win a contest oh my goodness this is what happens when i'm winning <laughs> over these two boys no, over no, here. They no, get no. so angry. They want no, the no. Suns to lose. Don't you lump me in with Espo. <laughs> I've never once wanted the Suns to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. See how she demeaned <laughs> us? boys? Yeah. Oh, I got you that. You are all boys. I got boys that. boys and girls. Respect your elders, <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Sorry. These, so these old gentlemen. Is I'm, that better? I'm young as shit. You're not in this, Gerald. 
These older gentlemen. Yes. There you go. Oh, I love man. easy. That was a Suds hater, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've dedicated my life to rooting for this team and my career to covering oh, them. I hate yeah. them. Yeah, you caught me. Drill, you you right in. That makes you the ultimate Suns fan, yeah. if anything. <laughs> the Drill. biggest troll you've ever met. You weren't acting very young last night. I wasn't acting very young? You were old. Why is that? Anyway. Why? I had to work today, Shane. <laughs> If you guys want to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, right highly here. recommend you download it right now. But make sure right you use that promo code PHNX because new customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, I highly recommend you guys start like some sort of competition like this with your friends on DraftKings because it has made life way more enjoyable. We, we talk so much more trash now that this has started with each other. So there's actually a great social feature on DraftKings where you can like add your friends um, oh. and they can see what you're betting on. They can tail it or not. So there, there are ways to do it without having to just mm. keep a leaderboard. But you, actually, you have to put actual money on it, though. Well, yeah, when you put actual money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Then oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you should Photoshop your own leaderboard at home and text it to your friends. It makes it spicier when you do this. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. If you have friends that you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really see this friendship going anywhere, this is the way to break those That's off. That's exactly why we started this. <laughs> oh, you think, is this for real, for real? Are we all mad at each other? I thought we were just joking. I have no skin in the game whatsoever. I'm not mad at all. What? Oh, what? Okay. What's I'm just making sure. Apparently, I just hate my favorite Do you think game. I was being serious just then? No, or? I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking to make sure that everyone understands that's what we need to do banter. we need to get gerald on our side so that way everything he says she believes and it just turns everything yes so so we control the slack right you guys you're gonna hate me for reading this comment oh, but it is Jesus. so funny hmm. eldon eldon goes Lindsay and gerald are constantly the mature ones here though Ex respect your elders lol <laughs> Ellen, nobody fucking asked you, okay? Age doesn't mean maturity. Just respect the people that are older than you. That's all I'm asking. His name for. is literally Eldon. Uh, Get off the set with yeah. that. That was one of your worst dad jokes oh ever, Gerald. I wasn't even joking. Oh, no. That's the bad thing. Oh, His name literally is Eldon. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on tonight's game? What stood out to you or anything of that sort? Yeah, damn you, Cam Johnson. I need two points Shoot, to win my bet. I feel you. That's why I've been there. <laughs> That's tough. He had it with like five minutes to go to. Uh, no, ugly loss, but it's a win. Or ugly win, but it's a win. It would have been a really ugly loss, but it was a win. So you take the win, move on to the next one. Uh, got a big week coming up, so hopefully we'll be getting book back soon. And some of these flaws that we've been noticing will diminish a little bit. I, I do want to say one thing, and this goes out to any member of the Suns organization that might have the power to make moves. Mm. Please don't make a motherfucking trade tomorrow. Oh Give us God. a fucking day, please. <laughs> Let us just relax for a day. Why did you have to put that out like that? Yeah. Now we're going to get. You better knock on wood. Now Listen, we're going to get a big a trade, trade. If they make a trade tomorrow, that's just going to get lost in the sauce. We're, we're going to get a big trade tomorrow. Y'all going to have to wait till Monday, okay? Yeah, yes. Cardinals are going to sign their, their coach tomorrow. We're going to have a crazy day. God. Looking right. forward to well, it. Well, um, since we got all of that out of our system, I think it's only fitting that we round out today's show by bringing in our throwback producer of the night, Shane Diefenbach, the mustache behind the mat. We're going to play a game that I'm pretty sure I'm going to fail miserably at. We're going to have a spelling bee right now. Oh, God. Please. Uh, and I'm not excited um, for this. So I'm not going to play the producer surprise thing because Emma... Ruined it. I for hate you. you. <laughs> I was actually going to make a. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. So we're going to do a spelling bee, and we were going to use our whiteboards, but we don't have those. So we're going to go one by one. Okay. Like spelling bee does. So, Espo, we'll start with you. I'm screwed. Round one. Spelling if, bee. If let's he go. If you can't get it, does it pass to the next person? Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to tag um, it in because I need to see yeah, it. I need to see it too. All right. Round one. Espo, spell Jacob or Jakob Pertle. Uh, I know he knows how to spell this one because he spelled it for me the other day. I was reading it. Oh, oh well, I know this one. Uh, I know you know this J A K O B P O E R T L. Incorrect. That Damn. is wrong. It's close, though. Uh, now, time for Gerald, your favorite player. Okay. J A K O B P O E L T L. Yep. 
Oh, fudge. <laughs> All right. That is correct. So just, go ahead. All so right. he's got one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he no. Espa's just eliminated, so it's the last person standing. Oh, oh you shit! Oh shit! Well, Damn. dang. At least he didn't start break. with you. <laughs> Sorry, Espa. There's a lot I of pressure. You have to burrow on the first to get eliminated. <laughs> I didn't That's realize easy. the stakes were so yeah, high. I know, right? Start. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> Oh man, okay. I feel like this is Squid Game all of a sudden. Oh, I know. We'll go with a throwback player. Saul, your word is, or your player is Omar Ashik. Oh, fudge. I don't uh, know how to So it's O M A R and then Ashik? A S H E E K? Nope. A S I K. Am I going to win by spelling two names correctly? Don't give away that. <laughs> is it Lindsay's turn? Yeah, yeah. You, you well, can, he already told you me, so you got to give me oh, a yeah. different name. Well, yeah, that's my bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oops. Um, okay. Lindsay, Dennis Schroeder. Oh, no. <laughs> Lindsay is not cheating. She's one. typing it out. Bullshit. Uh, D-E-N-N-I-S. And then S-C-H-R. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. What? Uh, o D E R? That's right. No, that's, right. that's not wrong. That's right. That's right. That's not right. That's right. right. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> Fight me, Saul. Fight me, Saul. Saul, would you like to steal it and knock yourself out? Holy shit. I it was me right there. <laughs> no, that's just how it's like pronounced. Uh, gotcha. And you were watching. I wasn't cheating. No, I was just typing. No, I didn't yeah. say you were cheating. Well, the chat's like, don't look at the chat, Lindsay. No, no, I'm not, I'm, I promise I'm not I can see her screen. She's not cheating. I can look at Gerald's screen, too. He's not cheating. All right, Gerald. Zadrinus Ilgauskas. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. It's he's gonna win this. I can't remember the first name. This is gonna knock him out for sure. No. Okay, so Z Y D R A U N A S I L G A U S K A S. Nope. You already said no. Oh, I wasn't listening. Lindsay Zadrinus Olgowskis for the win. If not, we'll go back to Gerald. He's saying Zadrinus, but it's I think it's. Without uh, why do the, I have to go so next? I was why right the first time. Yeah, and then it's Saul's already eliminated. Oh, Saul's yeah. already out? No, it's AS. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's AS, not ES. Okay. Yeah, I spelled it AS. So say it one more time. Right here? Mm-hmm. Oh. Zadrunas <laughs> We can also forfeit when we go to Gerald. No, I'm not going to forfeit, but I don't know how to spell this at all. So I'm just going to go a little off of what Gerald did then, I guess. Z Y D R A Y N A S? No. It's Z Y D R U N A S. Okay, so I added the A in there. Dang. All right, Gerald, you ready to take this one home? Yeah, let's do it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, okay. That's easy. That was an easy one. Oh, no. G I A N N I S A N T E T O K O U N M P O. Correct. Damn. Damn. It's one of my favorite Listen. names. Listen. All right, Lindsay, you still got one more chance? No, I was out. No. I spelled no. that wrong. No, be, he, be, no but I did yeah, too. Yeah. So he did too. So you, so still 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 you spelled Giannis wrong? No, no, no I spelled that wrong. Giannis right. wrong. But you, get you to, spelled, yeah. you got it wrong, so you, you guys are yours. still alive because you're in the neck and neck. You're still neck and neck, so you get your chance now. Yeah, okay. But now you'll be eliminated. She's like, I'm good at spelling. Yay! <laughs> Alright, all right, Lindsay. Give me... <laughs> we lost her. Mario Hazonia. Huh? I don't know how to spell that. Say it again. Mario who? Mario Hazonia? You got any ideas, though? Mm-hmm. Isn't that M-A-R-I-O. Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> On a roll. <laughs> Dear God. I don't know. I have literally no idea. Give I have it a no try. Guys, you want me to try? Yeah. A Z O N I A. H E Z O N J A. H E Z O N J A. Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't he Bo Cruz? No, that's uh what's his name? Hernandez. Yes. Oh, okay. Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Not Hernandez. That was really fun. Woo! Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it was great yeah. for the audio. Maybe yeah. next time I should come up with the names and let them spell. I mean, yeah. listen, at least I got a couple of them right. Some of those are pretty tough. Easy said you didn't pronounce it right, so maybe yeah, that yeah, that's presa- pronounce what right? How did none Mario, of us go? Uh, Hazonia. Uh, that's how it's 
pronounced? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying what the chat it's said. Hisanja. How did, how did none of us go, please use it in a sentence? Is it a noun, verb, or adjective? I just got herzonia'd oh last night. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. Well, thanks, Shane. We appreciate you putting that spelling bee together. Congratulations, Gerald. You won. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't come in last place, but that was ridiculously terrible. If we uh, went one more, somebody put it in the chat. I was going to make you spell Timothée Luawu Cabarro. Oh, yeah. Nope. U- Utah Tabusi? <laughs> I'm at an unfair advantage, though, because I write out a lot of these players' you names. You do. You do. And I'm just um, better at spelling, so it's unfair. But That's if you're looking for well. a fair advantage, fair. might I recommend the Underdog Fantasy app? It's incredibly user-friendly, and it's a lot of fun to play with your friends. And here's the deal. The best part about the Underdog Fantasy app is that they do daily fantasy sports different, right? And for me, the, my favorite part is the pickums. It's literally higher or lower. It's the easiest game that you could ask for. And Underdog Fantasy gives you the chance to win a whole bunch of money while playing the pickums as well. And the more legs you add, the more money you can potentially win. And like I said, it's so simple. It's higher or lower. You can play all on your own, or you can invite your friends to play with you as well. And it's really easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, but make sure you sign up with that promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, Underdog will give you uh, or will match your first deposit up to $100. So basically a free $100 extra to play on Underdog Fantasy with. So make sure you take advantage of that as well. Also, last week, so I told you about some really cool things we got here at PHNX in the mail oh, yeah, from our friends over at Chi Town Cornhole. Now, these things are super dope, right? Mm-hmm. We got our own custom cornhole boards from Chi Town Cornhole, and they've got the Phoenix character on it. They've got our logo on it. The cool thing about these is they actually have their own like scorekeeper on the board, which I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. seen on a lot of cornhole yeah, no. boards before, and and they have a drink holder as well. Yeah, and they have uh, you can play at night, and so they have a, an illuminated hole. Yes, so that LED super cool. hole, which is pretty cool. Like we've played on on these, and they had custom bags that we had made mm-hmm. as well. So like they they will hook you up to the T. Fantastic uh, little spot that we found. Uh, so you should take advantage of that as well if you have a, a need for a really kick ass cornhole. They they actually took po- photos of our cornhole boards in the snow. Out mm-hmm. there in Chicago, because it's like, hey, look, it's actually Chi Town where we're making them, where it's fucking cold, yeah. but you guys are warmer there. So, yeah. and they also have a special deal for um, veterans out there. They are veteran owned and operated, and if you are a veteran or active duty, mention that you heard um, about them from us, and they'll give you an additional ten percent discount. So check it out. They ship anywhere. They also offer expedited options. So if you're like, oh, I want to get a custom one before Super Bowl because I'm throwing a major party and I want it to be really cool, hit them up. See what they can do to make sure uh, that you can get your custom cornhole boards available before that. You can check them out on Instagram at Shy Town Custom Cornhole Boards or check out their website, uh, ShyTownCornhole.com. And right, one last uh, shout out. Shout out to my man, Saul Bookman, who. This mic arm broke like 25 <laughs> seconds before the show, and he found duct tape and held this shit together Listen, through this show. It's not the most ridiculous thing I've ever done with duct tape. Uh, I don't wait, 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 before you even go there. Literally, when I was in Iraq, there was a, there was a, oh, no. a showerhead that kept leaking in one of the dormitories for the, the Iraqis because I was there as a, as a, a drill sergeant or MTI, and uh, we didn't have any tools. All we had was duct tape. <laughs> And my guy had a roll of bubble tape that he just happened to get from the commissary down the street. And so he was like, fucking let's go. And he gave me a whole wad of fucking bubble tape. I started chewing it. He started chewing it. And we took that big ass wad. We combined them on each side. And then we took duct tape around it. Fucking fix the hole. Let's go. Well, look, I could tell that you had experience <laughs> because the clock literally was ticking on the screen and you handled it like a pro. I've never seen somebody wind the duct tape like that, rip it and get in your seat before the before the sexy Thanks, sax man. was done. It was impressive. That. So shout out to you. Can I just say I'm 100 percent clipping that portion where you go. That's not the craziest thing I've ever done with duct tape. Oh, no. And all three of us look at the camera like, what? <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate you guys for being here with us night in and night out. Uh, truly, it makes the season so much more fun to be for able sure. to hang out and chat with all of you. We, Like Saul said, we're going to be off tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday with the pregame and a postgame show for you guys. So enjoy your Sunday. Be excellent. And we'll see you on Monday. And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindseySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Happy birthday, Pop. Enjoy the L. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No-